0: hello everybody and welcome to episode 354 of the Saturn studs podcast I'm Kurt joined once again this week by my historian co-hosts Peter and Jake
1: that's right Kurt it's the uh, it's the missing molar edition of the cast don't ask how I know that. In fact, don't ask how I know any of what any of these additions are. You Peter, think I, I hope... make them up? They come to me. <laughs> They're delivered to me.
0: Peter, I'm, I'm not... merely a conduit.
2: <laughs> not that it applies to you, but there was the picture of a molar um, that you may or may not have sent to me. Um, I definitely showed that to other people. I hope that didn't. I'm break so him. glad.
1: It's it's freakish.
2: Well, I I just told. Um, so I know uh, Dave's girlfriend is a. Uh, uh, in the, in the mortuary business in the dead mm-hmm. people business oh. so i was like hey want to see a tooth
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> She just <was> like yes <laughs> no context as to where i found it i swear um, to god the
1: thing has a kickstand <laughs> um yeah so for any of you curious about my battered house husband appearance despite the fact <laughs> that i live alone no it wasn't ghosts all the, you I actually a, ran into a door. <laughs> can't you? Can't have shit in this part of town. They'll take your teeth out.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you were just minding your own business in a hospital, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, got any teeth? I'm the Tooth Fairy." And then Danny DeVito came over in a tutu, a pink tutu, and a and a fucking. Just a big with big a pair pliers. of pliers, yeah, yeah, big, big rusty pair of pliers big. that he got out of
0: his toolbox. I like the right angle kind too. So he's like yeah. fishing around trying to get lined up.
1: You're, li- you are, you are too close to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so they fucking all right, all right. They numbed me up, and the two, the two dentists get going. Who, who I was supposed to see? They start at it like, and they're like. Pulling and they're like twisted. They got like a plot. I think they got like a little uh, a wedge in there, like a pry bar to kind of like get it down from the from the upside. <laughs> uh-huh,
3: uh-huh,
1: yeah. And I'm feeling as I'm like they're like yanking my my head. It's, my tooth is twisting within my skull.
3: <laughs>
1: hmm. Oh I can feel no! It and and I'm like, all right, how's it going? And they're like, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, it's happening. it's going. One second, one second, and. They walk away, and they say, like, hey, hey John, Johnny, Johnny, can you come over here for a second? And in comes the big head yeah. dentist, Johnny. <laughs> and he just goes, all right. <laughs> he puts the fucking bite block in. He grabs out the bigger pair of pliers. <laughs> He's like, look, it's not, it's not that hard. You just got to really go for it. Uh, he starts you, pouring, you were... and he's doing like he's doing like the uh, the swivel, like the ch- the butter churner, <laughs> to oh, get some yeah. room in there.
3: <laughs> oh and writer, ar- and
1: he gets it right. Ar- and right around the time you hear the first snap of one mm. of the ligaments, <laughs> he's like, "All right, I think that gets it there. I'll leave the rest to you." He's like, "Oh my, you're so good, Johnny. You got most of it done." You mean they, they didn't sw- just? Tie a string to
2: it and go to a door, you know?
1: It's the personalized experience.
2: I Man, I thought that's how tooth pullings happen. So, they just, they just yeah. do the door trick.
1: So they pull the rest out with a snap, crackle, and a pop of whatever else was inside. And they, <laughs> and they all go, oh, holy shit, this thing's fucking huge. The, these these <laughs> roots are going out at, like, angles. You always want to hear the Doreen, dentist. come over here. Take a look at this. You always want to hear the doctor, the doctor say, "Oh, holy shit!
0: Holy shit, dude!" That, yeah, it's never words you want to hear coming from a medical professional's mouth. Like I thought this.
1: You told me this thing was septic. That's why we're pulling it out. How is it rooted so hard in
0: here? The uh, also bad is I don't know, I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, or or just or just the classic uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh hold oh. Oh, no. something <laughs> and of course as always we're coming oh. at you live in person as always from at your door at your door <laughs> we're in your, your house we're right
1: outside <laughs> we're right outside hi hello um the more important question jake i think is when are we Particularly in relation to eighties tech, uh, techno anthem, techno tri- "Pump Up the Jam."
0: Belgian techno, Belgian, anthem. Belgian
1: techno anthem, "Pump Up the Jam." You know,
2: I'm sure they. I'm sure a you know of what. After reading,
0: after watching that series, I I have a sneaking suspicion that we may share a home planet with the the, the lady from "Pump Up the Jam." <laughs> Our plan is also, home plan is also 70% water.
2: We are coming at you 34 years after the release of infamous song, Pump Up the Jam. (laughs) That was, um, (laughs) when it happened the second time, I was like, ah, good callback. And then the third time, I was like, oh, so this is going to be a thing?
0: (laughs) It's going to be in every episode. And,
2: And then I started to enjoy it which was the problem um, well
0: so they they cleverly slowly as they knew it was going to maybe start to grade on some people added in the text yeah. which yeah. which gave it far more legs than it had any right to
2: Definitely did. If you're going out, can you get me a Coke Zero and a Twix? That's it. Oh, that's a joke I would fucking make. <laughs> sorry, that was meant for the runner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I always like to pick up on British people's um, like verbiage and and jargon on certain things. So, like calling apartments flats and um, calling their friends mates and whatnot. It's always it's it's one of my simple human pleasures.
1: It's it's you thing like, that brings
2: me great joy.
1: You like watching someone stop down to the pub for a chip, buddy.
2: Yeah, or like when they say, hey, I gotta run down to Tesco real quick. The Tesco station. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Funny words.
1: That's <laughs> not a f- Have a you word. ever seen the, the video, Day in the Life of a True Brexit Geezer? <laughs> no.
0: oh, I can't so- say as though I have.
1: <laughs> it's
2: so good. <laughs> no, that didn't pop up on my TikTok. That's,
0: that's not years. one I got in the back. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> Um, shockingly i know you know me <laughs> big old brexit a fan brexit
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's just this video that's like going through this dude's day and it's all like uh british <laughs> white trash
3: old and it's Rob.
2: genius annotation <laughs> okay here we go cool it's all so- right yeah there is a genius page about Pump Up the Jam.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad. Like, uh, why wouldn't there be?
2: Um, written by Manuela Camosi, alias as Yakid K and Thomas De Quincey, a.k.a. Joe Bogert, Pump Up the Jam was Technotronic's debut single. Its music is heavily based on a track named Technotronic that De Quincey had released earlier in the year under the name Pro 24s pump up the jam peaked at number two in the uk in late 1989 and also reached number two in the us in early 1990. (laughs) (laughs) there's no interesting stuff about this but i'm kind of surprised that it hit number two i thought it hit number one yeah it
1: it was it was a fucking it was in people's brains people
0: were pumping up the jam
2: pump up the jam
1: I, I I listened to it on the regular yeah, the even before stuff. this this groundbreaking series uh, brought it to the brought it back again to the masses. As you so, know, <laughs>
2: who's who's the who's the lady that sings? Is that your kid K? I,
0: I think believe so. so. No, I mean, if you want to call that singing, I don't know that you I necessarily it would. It out, yeah.
2: Is it rap? I don't know if I can call it rap. Either. I would,
0: I would say it leans more towards rap than singing.
1: I would almost um, say like just MC. She's just MCing over the song.
0: She's like Little John, if Little John didn't shout every word.
1: Yeah. Pump up the jam.
2: <laughs> I don't want a place to stay. I didn't know the lyrics of it. Like I, we've all heard the song, but like the lyrics were like. I don't want a place, a to, place stay. to stay. Get your booty on well, the floor. Well I guess I guess place.
0: that part Man, is singing.
1: Yes. A place? She sings the hook.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And then kinda like uh I, Yo, I, pump up the jam,
2: pump it up while your feet, feet are stomping.
1: Stompin'. <laughs> and the, and jam the jam
2: is pumpin'. pumping. I
0: used to think that it was your feet are stumping. Like you're like you're not moving, like your tree stump.
1: That's well, what they happens. are Belgian, so... Yeah, that's what happens when the fucking Swiss It sounds to... like
0: stumping to me. Do, am I the only... Do, is no, that it's, crazy? It's,
2: <laughs> no, some of, some of the pronunciations definitely get jumbled up there. <laughs> Loss in translation, as they would say. You know, across across the pond
1: in Belgium. I mean, Bill <laughs> yes, Murray oh, was in that movie. Belgium. <laughs> oh, that's you right. Know. Dr. Evil was Belgian.
0: Oh, he was raised by Belgians. Belgium.
1: I really if they ever they made him so when, evil when they finally make <laughs> fucking Austin Powers 4 i really want to see Dr Evil like mm-hmm. oh it's, it it was an anthem of my youth it was a it was a complete pre- uh, pleasure listen a guilty pleasure of mine listening to pump up the jam by technotronic a true belgian piece of cultural mastery. see
0: see peter this is where i have to stop you if you knew anything about austin powers you would know that Doctor Evil was frozen in space. That's true. Between the years 1969 and 1997.
1: I gotta disqualify myself from life.
0: Yeah. Some people, man. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk trailers.
1: <laughs> we should. We're gonna talk trailers for either a very short time or a very long time because we. It was super. It was the the super game. The big bowl the um the big game uh, uh fuck the refs for that yeah yeah that was that was rough that was rough I mean, <laughs> shitty way to end a great game
0: to be fair that is whole thing you 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 are not allowed to do that
2: yeah but it seems like the way the refs were calling they were shots letting it go all
0: game were
2: saying hey if it's really not that like impeding to the game we're really not going to call it or if it's not like an egregious hold we're not going to call it there was no holds the entire game until there was the slightest hold and the only like it only allowed them to run out the clock in like the most anticlimactic yeah would have been one of the best super bowl games in history and it just kind of like i mean Everyone says it was like one of the best, but kind of the field made it suck real oh, hard. Oh, that turf! That and turf now, was and now there are claims garbage. that the uh,
0: I think the that, people like it because there was actually scoring, and you know there were yeah. a lot of lead changes, mm-hmm. a lot of ties. It was a pretty good game. It's a game for the people.
2: I'm on. I'm on the conspiracy train that the uh, the turf master or whatever the guy who like what the sod master. Uh, was a a diehard Chiefs fan, and he told the the chefs ahead of time that the turf sucked and to wear certain shoes, because the Eagles were the ones that were changing shoes a lot
1: and slipping more often. Yeah, they, they made like a point of that. I don't know. My,
0: I my saw plenty that, of like... the Chiefs slipping and sliding, especially mm-hmm. on that first touchdown the Eagles scored on the sneak. Like they got. Nope, the Chiefs defensive line got zero push.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like they were on lower, lower skates. Mm-hmm.
1: My yeah. Here's my actual conspiracy. Is Ooh. that like the fact that so much of sports so sports betting is so in bed with like actual players at this point. That like, I don't know. I just My conspiracy is like the whole fucking game was rigged. So it would be exciting and close and no one could call any uh, fucking bets. Or it, was, it would it would be very, um, it would win them a lot of money from the people who were doing sports betting.
0: Well, I it mean, the, always... scores,
2: the score is very close to what was the leaked script, so. What wasn't leaked, or what was leaked, actually, most of yeah. these fucking trailers were leaked before um,
1: the game, yeah.
2: Yeah, by the. So, it begs the question is it really a Super Bowl commercial if they release it like days before?
0: Does it air during the Super Bowl? Ugh.
2: I don't fucking care. It's then it's a Super commercial Bowl commercial. It's just another commercial to me. It's not then, it like you get the moniker Super Bowl commercial. It gets if it airs
0: during the Super Bowl. I think if it, it premieres gets,
1: during the Super If it debuts. Premieres. Debut. Yeah. 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 The super Bowl. Because, like, yeah. all those, like, I don't know, the mediocre commercials for, like, what's on CBS <laughs> this week like damn well, they're
0: your local stations they are given ad time and they fill it look in strict categorization if the ad airs during the super bowl it is a super bowl ad you might not like it but that's what peak performance looks like
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i want to i want to run through um real quick let, let's just name them off and then we'll we'll select a few of them to, to go over okay so you had a, a cool super mario bros promo not really plot related uh you had uh, the flash you had transformers rise of the beast gardens of galaxy obviously we had indiana jones dial of destiny you had the flash you had creed 3 you had... i can't
0: believe they they're making a fourth indiana jones movie it's... Wait, isn't
2: this number 5?
0: No, Jake, <laughs> there's Raiders, there's yeah. Temple, and then there's The Last Crusade you and no other air. Indiana Jones movies.
2: Everybody was on the, their on what about their the feet Last Airbender? Air. <laughs> right? Everybody that was on the, in the
1: Indiana Jones and the Last Airbender. That was the I
2: jumped one. out on my Jordans for air. Um you have uh well that's uh, little mermaid. Yep. Yeah, I was I'm we going to order
0: air last week.
2: Yeah. Um, so you had Little Mermaid do a TV spot um, During the Super Bowl possibly Or is that just a TV spot I don't know um, You had some other shit like Ant-Man and the Wasp But we're gonna pick We're gonna pick a handful of them And uh, mm-hmm. Rifle through them Starting with
1: Roll those dice, Jake L-
2: Love again Let's get the boring <laughs> one out of the way that wasn't a Super Bowl commercial
1: Oh my fucking <laughs> So All right movies
2: in the trailer get that out of the way uh drink from movies in the trailer
0: yeah yep. um it's it's pretty pretty much standard rom-com fare um except this time the the boyfriend died it's <laughs> Just... like the
1: it's like the notebook right
0: I, uh, I don't think so. I think the notebook no. was one of them was getting Alzheimer's, and they wanted to remember Dude. all the times they had oh. with their lover before okay, they.
1: I maybe it was, like, Silver Linings Playbook. What was the one where, like, the the guy died, and he had, he gave his girlfriend, like, the bucket list to do after he died?
0: I, I don't think it was Silver Linings Playbook. I what was I the one know. with
1: the magical mailbox? <laughs> the <time laughs> I think that's traveling. just called the
0: mailbox. <laughs> Okay. Or the house by the lake? I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's almost it's almost a horror movie
0: type. That one. might be a horror movie. It very well could be.
1: Um and those are the only those are the only unique uh romance movie premises. They're all there are <laughs> no others.
2: Nick uh, Jonas, her the main character's husband, uh pops up in this bad boy. I had to look that one up. Because yeah. I was looking who he was playing like, in it, and it didn't show him in the credits on IMDb.
1: I, yeah, I saw a, a Jonas in the trailer. I was like, oh, okay, it's a, it, 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 there's Jonas in here. All right. Um, so the yeah. main
2: girl is Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Um, ah. And, yeah.
1: So so this is like the Jonas couple passion project?
2: Yeah, most well-known for her... Um, for her role in uh, We Can Be Heroes, which is the Shark Boy and Lava Girl spinoff. I see.
3: <laughs>
0: that's great when that's your biggest credit. Um,
2: no, it, it's not. Uh, she's actually in a, in a few things Matrix Resurrections. The, Nick movie, Jonas, Spaceman,
0: the movie,
2: The White uh, Tiger.
0: The movie we were thinking of, Peter, is The Lake House. Okay. Starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. A 2006 the... fantasy romance film.
1: <laughs> Why didn't he just crawl in the mailbox? That's all, That's all I was going to say.
0: Because he's not a fucking contortionist. Although the movie comes from Korea, South Korea. Um, I don't know what that has to do. I guess. The, I think the first contortionist I ever saw was Korean and for some reason that made an association in my brain between the korean people and contortionism. I I feel like they they they've got contortionists surely. Yes. Some
1: somewhere in the country.
0: And I'm sure they're world exist. class. <laughs>
1: um yeah, so the I, yeah, the premise of this movie is new new hot guy talking gets about hot oh, okay. guy's phone and gets her uh gets the love's texts and gets to like, oh, I get a cheat code to this romance.
2: I thought I thought she was in like he was gonna start messaging
1: him back.
0: Which was kind of a whole up moment for me. Cause like what are you doing texting your dead spouses? People,
1: people do that shit people but, like leave messages with their on their dead spouses like phone they like call yeah. them. and it's like a diary kind of thing
0: but they they assign that they reassign numbers people got to know it's that that's true
1: and this this kind of thing also does happen but it's not as cute and it's resolved in uh one second when they yeah. when they finally text you like and the guy texts back and says hey oh my gosh i'm so sorry i you know i have this number now i'm sure your boyfriend was great and I, you know, I hope your life is good. And like, and then it's done. Or and she's like, "Oh, you're so nice." And they meet, because I've heard that happen. What was? The, oh, well, isn't was the that's one...
0: that's basically what this movie is, except with more yeah. catfishing.
1: Y'all well, remember yeah, he... what was that Reddit that Reddit family where it was like the the couple and they like accidentally showed up to like this these old couples like Thanksgiving or something like there was a crossed wire with the texting
2: oh yeah i, I remember that yeah like they I vaguely they got remember. lumped into some massive group chat and uh they just like kind of went along with it i think and i think when they showed up they were like who are you
1: and, and they're like and yeah, the par- yeah and the old couple's like well we're i we love making food for people and you seem like nice people let's have thanksgiving together and now it's like an entire thing where they meet every year and it's like totally wholesome and like improbable this however is
2: not totally wholesome because the guy does not tell her and then kind of stalks her based off the information she's unwittingly providing him um and then gets a date with her and catfishes the shit out of her because that's you know it's one side at that point he knows who she is i
1: feel like you know all about me yeah
2: he kind kind of does
0: (laughs) kind of knows knows all your deepest darkest secrets
1: so So big
2: oof there
1: and then he's finally gonna say something or she's gonna see his phone he's gonna find out that he's been cheating on her with her
0: well you know where this comes up with because at the end of this day or actually when he she he asks her on the date she probably says something to the effect of hey can i get your phone number
1: yeah
2: oh uh, well no that's, well, that's why he plays
1: it off that's the first day and he plays it off and Remember, it's like a
2: this is a work number
1: so he's oh got two i missed yeah, that I, detail I,
0: yeah i missed that detail yeah, 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 yeah. I was not watching the Love Again trailer super closely. <laughs> You'll be shocked to know.
2: No, were you instead watching the con- con- Canadar
1: teaser con- trailer? Candarder. Pure uh, true candor. Or
0: no, that? I was not because I did not watch that trailer. <laughs> um, the, uh,
1: it's Gerard it, Butler in the desert again. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> It's, once Could again, you believe we get some Gerard lovely... Butler in a military action role?
2: <laughs> yeah, we get some nice military propaganda about destabilizing another country's nuclear system, um, and then he gets outed as a you know spy or some shit, and probably should die, but uh, he doesn't. He gets a lot of other people dead, but not him. He's the main character. He's Gerard Butler. He's the only
0: Jarberl. <laughs> <R-Buller. It's>
1: Jarberl. <laughs> that's his, he, That's our going... new name for him. Is Jarberl.
2: He die. And that's Kendar. And um, we got, we move on to Thank um, you Dr.
0: Steve Burl
2: <laughs> uh, We got a lot of new scenes Out of Guardians of the Galaxy The Super Bowl trailer The main villain looks kind of freaky Because his face looks like it's stapled together
0: Ooh. Um, Looks fine Yeah
2: I feel like it's gonna be If they do it too much Cause we do finally I think we finally get to see Gamora in this Um So they kinda let the cat out of the bag That like Gamora's gonna be a A, a decently okay Like sized part of the movie They find her And uh She's like not into Peter Quill Because she's a different Gamora Um Yeah Like she was in Endgame and, and I think they're just gonna like Uh like play it up a little bit Too much i
1: don't
2: know yeah but gamora was only in that for a little bit i don't think peter ever got to like be like hey we used to be in love um and and now he's gonna do that and just be like you get away from me you fucking suck
1: yeah because he does suck yeah and we get to see um adam levine or the golden adam (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yep. Adam, Adam
0: Warlock, uh, who <laughs> arrives to the MCU, too little, too um, late to well, matter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Where like they're gonna essentially rip out and gut his backstory because like it's not created the same way he was in the comics. Not for a purpose he was intended in the comics, um, and they're kind of just gonna make up shit with him. And when they do that with characters, it kind of not great. Um, they they don't have a great,
0: great uh, track record of that, no.
2: I think the saving grace for this is probably going to be Rocket's backstory. He's going to get a pretty solid end of his arc. Uh, he's going to die. Maybe they all die. Who knows? Um, it, it'd be sure great if they just all died. I don't know.
0: Well, <laughs> depends on who whose contracts have more movies on them <laughs> yeah
2: yeah we'll see who we'll, we'll pick uh pick out who dies based off the contracts that have
1: gone public um and uh, I, I, it's coming out cinco de mayo yeah oh nice.
0: don't want to step on the uh toes of Mania. yeah
2: gotta <laughs> give it gotta give it some distance uh speaking of quantumania we get uh, bullshit from Little Mermaid. Uh, she <laughs> sings a little bit, and we see the guy who she kisses.
1: This that, it's, it. it's, they're it's coming along slowly, <laughs> very Do we slowly. Even
2: see fl- oh, we see the ass. of We see the ass of flounder. I don't know. Do we see any of like the other people, like the crab, sea bass, and? Did
1: <laughs> we yeah. go to school with him? Sea bass. Yes, jam. we
0: did. We did go <laughs> to-, to school
1: for for China he'll be uh he will be seabass chan
0: <laughs>
1: or is that japan rather
2: oh we see a, a smidge of ursula that's it um
0: but what about ursaluna
2: ursaluna uh, no fuck ursaluna what i really want to get into is how freaking hyped i am for the flash
1: please Please tell us how hyped you are for the Flash. I am. I, mean, I am not. Very? I don't feel any kind of way about it. So there's there's a, there's one
0: me. part of this trailer that obviously excites me. Right,
2: Michael Keaton.
0: Yes, yeah. not just Michael Keaton, but like full on what if 1989 Batman universe continued Michael Keaton? Cause it's the yeah. same costume. It's the same Batmobile. It's the same, same sort of like cave. set design for the Batcave. Yeah. Like it is, it is fan service in the most flagrant way possible, but I am here for it.
1: This is the but, most, this movie is the most beautiful clusterfuck of all time. Cause like, if you told me after Batman V Superman, you're like, all right, so it's Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller in an alternate timeline fighting a Zod, and then the the the, the Buster Keaton Batman <laughs> comes back but, in. You know, I I got it. got Buster say, Keaton you know, Batman. You know, <laughs> I know you just said the name, but
0: Michael Keaton.
1: Michael Keaton, like Michael Jordan.
2: You know you. You say that, but uh, sorry, um, Buster Michael minds. Keaton as Batman. I, uh, you know, a little bit of fan service, a little like kind of ingenious, um, way to, to, to make the movie and kind of tie in. You know, Batman's like this, this, this entity that always gets swapped around, like that one girl in college, and you know, she's great, she makes everybody happy every single time, but kind of in the back of your mind you're like who had her last so (laughs) with including this you kind of open up the realm of possibility to introduce this and make it make sense to have all the other batmans and different timelines and all that jazz and it's just a simple way to like kind of wrap it up and include some of that past lore and now they can pick and choose which batmans they kind of want to bring bring back in or leave out um if they ever want to do that in the future not saying they definitely will but you know there can be fan service to that or, or at least um uh fan canon that that they that they think that mm-hmm. has um i don't know it seems like he's gonna have right. a bigger role than just like kind of popping up and being like hey what's up
0: yeah he, it, with how much he's in the trailer i expect him to be the primary batman in the movie yeah. you, you also see ben affleck but and, and some Batman with a, a different costume, right? Um, so, presumably, there's at least two main skirmishes in this movie set in different timelines. Um, mm.
1: I I like to think like this. Uh, my conception of how this movie happened as it did was one. Oh. Well, First, I'm really surprised that they just like we absolutely have to have Ezra Miller for this shit. <laughs> well, I Real think life. I I, I want to say good a lot of this Ezra was Miller.
0: was filmed before he had all his, his yeah his crime issues. spree. Yeah, they,
2: they could not, and I mean look at look at how many big names are in this. So We can't, they can't just go
1: and scrap this movie like they did with Bad Girl
2: <laughs> with, with yeah. Bad Girl because. Um, There's a lot of money and investment, and I think they're kind of banking on this being the revival of the D.C. Uh, you know, DC's so this is America kind Bush. of
0: an interesting thing to me, right? Because this does seem like the perfect opportunity to kind of do a reset for James Gunn's yeah. EU. but this movie was in production a good bit before James Gunn got handed the creative reins. So I don't know how much input he had in this. If if this is going to be like the launching point for his vision for the DC universe, are we going to have to have another crisis on multiple earths sort of movie event?
1: I like it's, it's like Spider-Man and the, and the, the multiverse of (laughs) no No way home Spider-Man and the multiverse of home comes in. They did a fast break down the court. It's the last 10 seconds of the fucking game. They give the alley oop to to DC. And DC's in here in like a fucking water polo Unitar coming in on a Quidditch broom, trying to <laughs> They're like, so we go for a home run, right? And they, <laughs> they grab like they're up there and they grab it in the football stance and they fucking throw it over the back like over the backboard trying to get a fucking field goal. Like you know <laughs> that's how I feel I, this movie is. I think there's was enough
2: I think there's enough um kind of creative options that they can do um, to where this may have been their plan all along is to reset the universe. Kind of, it seems like it was already going that way even before James Gunn was confirmed. Yeah. We we had heard,
0: we had heard a while back. I don't exactly know when, but a while back that the flash movie was going to be based on flashpoint paradox and they were going to kind of use it to reconcile certain actors leaving. Yeah.
2: I think with, with James Gunn coming back, I think it kind of just confirmed the direction that they're heading. Um, because I think a lot of people were assuming that okay, maybe with that it's gonna tie into the um, the new the Batman universe um, with Robert Pattinson, or maybe it could like tie in the Joker side of that. Where when James Gunn came in, he kind of said there eh, those are side projects. Just think of that as like elsewhere, and it's nothing's really changing with those. But the main timeline here's what direction we're heading with, and I think this is going to be the thing to set everything up. Yeah, kind of like, like the uh, no, would it be the f- No Way Home? Yeah, or the Multiverse of Madness kind of thing, where they kind of the...
1: um,
2: are are opening up the idea to multiple timelines and, and resetting shit. I think,
0: I mean, at the very least, it's going to do that, and I think that's a way because because like you know he said. The Robert Pattinson, the Batman thing, is is a separate thing. It's an world story,
2: which part of me is kind of disappointed because they set that up as more of um,
0: I don't know um, that it works in in the kind of more comic book and fanciful yeah. DC, yeah,
2: because it's I, a more um, grounded Batman. It's, it's right, yeah, it's more grounded, more realistic.
1: At the same time, though, um, kind of what you were saying, Kurt, like. DC's power, I think, in in the sphere of comic book movies, is their, like, unfathomable ability to wield the weirdest shit possible. Like, (laughs) Marvel's universe is a very coherent universe of, like, people and relatable things. And, like, it's aliens, but, like, they kind of have a civilization like ours, and they have motivations and stuff. And it's like, okay, I get what's going on. And, oh, there's magic here, but, like, you know, it's very kind of... Uh, well integrated into the world meanwhile fucking batman and constantine going into hell to like prank dracula and shit (laughs) and there's like a fucking monkey there for some reason and you just go with it because you're like yeah no they explain this somewhere i'm sure yeah yeah everyone
0: knows that that's that's bonzo the monkey everyone yeah (laughs) Yeah. fucking oh from batman number 67 (laughs)
1: yeah is that what's that batman with the uh you know, it's the Batman with the zebra print costume, who's actually just an alien who kind of it happens to look exactly like Batman, but with a zebra print uh, fucking costume. That's it. Let me see. That's an well, actual. The, that's an actual Batman uh, variant. Well,
2: Leaving off of what you said, I think I think one of DC's strengths is its um its storytelling ability and the fact that it can it can do a lot with um a lot of their comic lines. And, and I'm hoping that this pulling directly from, uh, you know, a Flashpoint Paradox timeline, which uh, they are changing it well, up a little uh, bit. I mean, they've uh, changed
0: it up significantly. Like, this, other than the, like, he goes into an alternate timeline, this in very little way resembles Flashpoint Paradox.
2: Yeah. They are changing some things in there. So who knows if it's going to be as good? Oh, that's...
1: No I'm trying to look so I'm trying to look for the Batman from another world. Um, and I found Zebra Man, who is who is a Batman villain. Um, Batman from another planet? I don't know
2: if they confirmed it. Batman um, of Zur
1: N R. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> like this is the this is the the DC like Club of the the cudgel of insanity. Who is, um, <laughs> yeah,
2: because the, the the one thing that, like I know they are changing up in a significant way is making Michael Keaton's, the you know the essentially the, the Batman he meets when he goes back in time, um, is apparently Bruce Wayne. Yeah, okay, there it is. Um, IMDb has it listed as Bruce Wayne and not Thomas Wayne. Like it was in the comics, yeah. and that creates some really sentimental shit. Yeah. Uh, with, with so it, well,
0: know, yeah. That... In the in the alternate timeline that Flash goes to in Flashpoint, uh, Bruce is the one who gets shot in Crime Alley, and it makes pushes his father to become Batman, and it like breaks his mother, mother who becomes right. the yeah. Joker. Um,
2: and you get this really touching scene eventually um, where. Bruce writes Flash a letter to give it to Thomas um, where he reads it, where Thomas reads it or, or is it vice versa? Uh,
0: Um, I think Thomas gives Thomas gives it for Bruce. Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. yeah, Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, Thomas gives Bruce the letter. Uh, he reads it and it, it breaks everybody. Uh, it's a, it's a good sentimental moment. And, you get these shocking scenes where you see superman who's uh skin and bones because yeah, the, the alternate
0: government... earth superman yeah
2: yeah you, you, they've trapped him in you know some laboratory they're doing had tests on him for yeah um and that's getting <sighs> replaced with supergirl so they're going to bring Kara into this um which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's just another change and uh just kind of begs the question as to why the change maybe they don't want to like pull the trigger on confirming a superman right away. Well, I feel like um, it
0: makes sense for uh, this is why I'm kind of a little uncertain of where this movie fits in the bigger picture cuz like if you're trying to reboot it into James Gunn's vision and supergirl is going to be part of that vision, you know, it makes sense to have that character there. That's an appropriate That's fine. Yeah. place to introduce it or maybe you just want to introduce that character to your audience. Um I think people might be like really uh put off by a uh, government test subject Superman <laughs> in their movie. Sure.
2: That might be hard to do. Uh like cuz they probably whoever they pick would probably still have to be somewhat digitally they'll reduced. get Timothy
1: Chalamet to do it. He's lanky enough but still <laughs> looks like Superman. That
2: actually would be pretty solid. Um but yeah, um, it it looks it looks okay. It looks pretty good. I
0: um, I'm, I'm I'm always
2: hopeful for DCU because I want them to win. I want it to win one.
1: Yeah, like they they go so fucking wild with I, with all the stuff they do. Because like at the same time as all of this, they're producing Joker, voila or however you pronounce that shit, mm-hmm. and they put out the first like still with with um, him and Lady Gaga as Harley.
0: It'd like that's going to be
1: fucking that's going to be a trip.
0: Yeah, I I feel like this is DC Warner Brothers taking what amounts to their best shot. They've they've got another like round of data. They saw what what No Way Home did. They they they're like, "Okay, if we can nail this one, we can build on something." And I It looks okay. It looks interesting. Certainly, I'm more excited by this trailer than I've been for probably any other DC trailer, which you know have a history of being not so great. They're Uh, really
2: good at making trailers.
0: My man, Momoa is a uh, scares me. (laughs) A staple here, but yeah, like I've been disappointed one too many times to say that I'm like really optimistic or really excited for this.
2: Yeah, because so many things can still go wrong, you know?
0: Yeah, the writing could be shit.
2: Yeah, the writing could be absolutely awful. Ezra Miller, as Barry Allen, has been okay, depending on... For, like, the
0: the 16 minutes of screen time he's gotten, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We we don't
2: know 100%, but he was better in the Snyder Cut. He was written a little bit better in there. Um, You know, we don't know much about Supergirl. Uh, Michael Keaton, obviously. I think... I think giving Michael Keaton like a darker bit to the DC universe and like seeing how how he's changed is going to be the icing on the fucking cake for this movie. And I just hope it's not like using that as the only thing it's going to yeah. be good at. And that's like,
0: right? well, I mean, yeah, like I, I know going into this movie, I'll have at least one nice thing to say about it. Which is mm-hmm. a leg up from pretty much every other DC movie I've ever seen.
2: Because if the uh, if the rumored villain is in fact what they're doing, I don't think it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be the weak
1: point. I mean, what's the who's the rumored villain? I'm uh, I'm I don't worry about spoilers.
2: Dark Dark Flash has been rumored not, to be the not the actual Reverse villain. Flash. No, not Reverse Flash.
0: Dark not flash. not Zoom.
1: <laughs> and not and not Zod. Um, Zod is like he's like I a, think kind of the red herring, kind of like, like a uh, set like a background element or like yeah. A and that's
2: and that's why they need to break Supergirl out, and then Supergirl breaks out and probably shoves his shit in, um, mm-hmm. which will be really cool to watch, you know. And then and then for whatever reason, maybe Dark Flash is out there pulling the strings to. Maybe I don't know why they wouldn't do a reverse flash. I mean, it doesn't make sense why they wouldn't, why they would make up something new. Oh, uh, Black Flash, is that what it's what the comic book version is called? Why don't uh, they
1: bring just bring in the CW Flash. That's one of the greatest villains of all time. <laughs> uh,
0: the reverse flash, yeah, like <sighs> Professor Zoom is what he's more commonly known as. I feel So it always throws me off when people say reverse flash. I'm like, what? No. What? You mean Zoom?
2: (laughs) Well, he's reverse colors. He's got the yellow suit and the red lightning.
0: Yes, yes, yes. See, he's reverse. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But I don't think he calls himself reverse flash. Um... He
2: he says that iconic line, run, Barry. Run Run away from reverse flash. (laughs) Me. You know? I remember that. Don't you?
1: Totally. Yeah. I you know what? I am I'm, I'm interested to see this movie just because like DC their movies just consist if as long as it's not like the mainline this is I guess this is the mainline films, but they're still they're taking it in a direction which is even if you deviate even slightly from their mainline films, it's all curveballs. Like <laughs> We get so... It just comes out of nowhere. Shit like Shazam. Like, that just kind of, like, happened. We were like, yeah, wow, okay. You should, like, Peacemaker. We were like, alright. We're, <laughs> we're gonna take this one character from Suicide Squad and do a whole series on him. And it's gonna be, like, this raunchy adult comedy. It's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, there's the Harley Quinn and... uh Yeah, the Harley Quinn animated show. There's fucking Doom Patrol. Like dc has such creative wells to just pull stuff off of and i feel like this is in that area in that arena so if they can pull it off i'm super excited
0: i just don't don't know if it's like fucking weird i i have a hard time imagining well actually i could very easily imagine it being boring um just like fast x jason momoa is now in the movie and John Cena is now part of the family. So, you know, when fast 11 comes out, Jason Momoa will be part of the family. Mm -hmm. So this franchise will continue until, um, one of two things happens. Uh, we experience the heat death of the universe or they run out of new actors to bring into these movies.
2: It's... I thought you were gonna say new ideas. I was like, "Oh what? no,
0: there will never be a new idea."
2: <laughs> that was after like the third one.
0: Yeah. Although um, they do, there is there is a street race shown in this movie, which is is more more in touch with its roots than anything I've seen in a Fast and Furious trailer in a long time.
2: The thing that concerns me about this is that they are ruining Rome, and that's a little Italia phobic, and. Um,
1: I'm surprised they don't do like a circuit around the Coliseum. They like, probably do. Yeah. I mean they show I mean you get distance. that
0: shot of Vin Diesel in front of the Coliseum.
1: I'm surprised
2: Italy like said, hey, yeah, you can use these, you know, roads as set props if you need it. So yeah,
0: they, they brought uh that. Jason literally... Statham's back. Yep. Um, but The Rock isn't because he and Vin Diesel are are beefing, I guess.
1: Yeah, this is. It it doesn't. It's just it, there's people fighting. I see the they use the gadget from fucking Winter Soldier where they throw the magnetic mine under the car. <laughs> like this it's is
2: just late MCU.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is just like a low level MCU uh, side character story. Like, yeah, it's I marvel- can see this whole crew being like in like a division of Shield.
0: A C, yeah, like a C tier superhero team.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, like with I the Toretto
0: imagine. family. The
1: Toretto <laughs> family, oh my god, yes! Like you have them fighting—I don't know who, who. See, what superhero would you uh, pair them up against if they were, or supervillain?
0: <laughs> the Foot fu- Clan.
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Even better, the you would never see it coming. Global warming. <laughs> that's the villain they're going up against. They're going up against global warming because the fast family has always been combustion engine powered and now they have to turn to their only savior Elon Musk to provide them with a fleet of souped-up Teslas to fight the bad villain global warming.
1: Ah. No, they they have to like they have to find they have to like uh, use uh, use electric vehicles this time. I'm waiting after, for that. Electric is this,
2: vehicles is all quiet.
1: <laughs> electric Bro, vehicles no, accelerate so much better, be like, though. Tesla arcs.
2: No, you're 100 percent right. Like I, I'm, like I, I'm seeing that the 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 scene where he's on top of the dam and he just like accelerates so fast, the front end like pops up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, look at all that lost energy right there. Dude, Tesla would do it like 10 times better.
0: Electric cars are fucking monsters on the track. Yeah. Like the electric fucking supercars are just ungodly fast.
2: Yeah, Porsche Taycans are nutty. It's
1: amazing what you can buy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With the right Um,
1: oil? (laughs) So, yeah, no, this is... It's interesting, because, like... Is it? We're also going to talk about John Wick (laughs) in a second. And... Like we have that was a, what I
0: planned to do next. Oh Peter, you know me so well. Aww.
1: So this is like I mean, this is what the you know, the Predator and <laughs> the the fucking like the Rambo and all the like the action movie franchises of the eighties. Like this is what they this is what they are now. It's like Fast and the Furious and like John Wick where you don't go into the theater expecting anything, but, like, I want to see cars go fast and blow up and, like, things fly. And then I, you go to John Wick and I see I want to see Keanu Reeves shoot a gajillion dudes and do his, like, his, like, his gun tight to his chest. As <laughs> that he's like, was great radio. <laughs> as he spasms around, like, tight cover. That's, you know, it's the Keanu Reeves, John Wick move where like he keeps like he's like seized up with his with his arms up to his his chest. And like he he does like the twist around like a fence post or something.
0: Yeah, they're just dumb action fun. Like this, this is the VHS era had a million of these movies and it was wonderful. And you know what? For all the. All the not so great things I can say about Hobbs and Shaw as a film—it sure was a lot of fun (laughs) to watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like not always for the reasons that they they probably intended it, (laughs) but I I I I went to that movie out of a cast. Yeah, I went to that movie, and we had no plans to do on the on the show. I walked out of that theater and I texted Peter and Jake. I'm like, that movie belongs in the Smithsonian. We have to review it for next week.
1: It's fucking it's Black Superman versus the Samoan Warriors. Oh <laughs> black Superman.
0: Roman Man. Reigns does the ooh.
1: <laughs> that w- he has been the tribal chief ever since.
0: He 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 you know what? Not too far off. It took took maybe a couple of years after the movie came out. But here he is. But that was the that was his start down the path to tribal chiefdom. And he will be conquered by the white savior, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. <laughs> the
1: American, I'm the American nightmare.
0: Here comes um, capitalism. <laughs>
1: Uh uh d- d- do, do, John Wick do, John Wick 4. Yes. It's John Wick 4 hours long.
0: It's uh, it's just John Wick if you, it's
1: John Wick doing John Wick thing. I you, guess there's a wedding this time. It's in Paris. And a lot of John uh
0: <laughs> a lot of bad CG blood and bad CG cars and um interesting set pieces with LED light squares.
1: Yeah. I mean <laughs> John Wick is just, you know, he wear a black a black suit coat and there's red neon. Just a, just about generally.
0: And there's yeah, desert I mean, and horses.
1: Yes, that is also a recurring theme. <laughs>
2: and the story is confusing. Well, I think the desert is something like along the lines of uh something he has to go to to like get reinstated back into the yeah, didn't that already happen in a,
0: Parabellum
2: <laughs> He takes a mission or something like that there. I oh, don't know. There's some leader there, so he's going back there and it looks like he wants to shoot the leader or some guy. Didn't he already he's do that? <laughs> no, he he just spoke with the sand boss. Now he's got to go back to the sand boss and beat him. He probably has a cooler gun.
0: Donnie Yen's in this movie, so always always nice to see Donnie Yen in an action movie. Yep. Um, and yeah, he and Keanu Reeves are both pushing 60.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, I'm seeing some, some shots and like, yeah, no, his hairline is, it's, uh, it's going.
0: Um, actually, you know what? It's pretty remarkably.
1: It's, I mean, a lot of it's still there, but he has a lot of forehead at this point.
0: I don't know. I noticed too much change, but don't take your word for it. Um. Yeah, it's it's a John Wick movie. You've seen seen it. Just You've be, seen it before. It's just it's gonna now be more John Wick, more of in, it than ever.
1: Um, who's the Who's the big guy with the grills? He looks familiar. He's probably the new villain. One of the new villains. Um, he'll he'll probably bite John Wick in the dick. He'll, John Wick? I dick. hope he. <laughs>
0: He'll be like Herbie's, Ruby Rose's yeah. character in chapter two where he gets talked up and then immediately is killed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like that. Um just quick the uh Mario Bros plumbing commercial. That was that was that was cute. Um, so, so Jake and I
0: were talking before the show. Yeah. And we hit on something that, you know, I feel is, is an untapped gold mine. And that's the fact that, you know, we all know the Mario Brothers are plumbers, but we've never actually mm-hmm. seen them do any plumbing. Where is the Mario Brothers Plumbing Simulator? Yeah. Nintendo, I mean, are, you, are you listening to me? Mario s- Brothers Simulator. Plumbing, plumbing Simulator. Plumbing.
2: Set it up GTA style, driving around New York, Queens, Brooklyn, all of it. Biggest map ever in a video and game.
0: Digitally recreate Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo.
2: <laughs> you play as them. Captain the Going Luel door Bano. to door <laughs> and doing plumbing jobs here and there.
0: It will and be the a... the Goombas
2: you gotta stop out are the Italian Mafia. <laughs> They're actual They're Goombas. Goombas. <laughs> the actual <laughs>
0: Hanging down by it's the just telly. Mafia
1: 4, the Mario Bros. <laughs> um... Yeah, the so,
2: mushrooms are just psychedelics.
1: <laughs> I mean, this one—I think this was the most popular trailer that came out last week because everyone's like, everyone's hyped on it. Um, the everyone there's been like twenty or thirty edits where everyone's like, guys, what if the scene from the first trailer uh, segues directly into this, where Bowser says, "Oh, who's gonna stop me?" and it smash cuts to this commercial. What if that was how the movie started? Guys, what if that was how the movie started? Guys, but what if I that would, was how I the movie it. started?
2: Well, there was always the rumor that I mean, not live action, but it could take place in the real world and something happens to him where he's got to, he gets teleported to the mushroom kingdom. Well, um
1: I mean that in the trail, in both the trailers we show him getting spat out of a pipe into.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So yep. maybe, maybe that's what happens, and it does does actually start off with like this
1: shit. But they're gonna man, adapt be... the IRL segments from the nineteen nineties movie.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Only if only.
2: Uh don't get my. The I can only get so wrecked.
0: All right, they're gonna I be in am... their actual rival with the Scapelli Bros. Lastly, let's talk Tetris.
1: Uh, Tetris. Yeah. Um, Tetris yeah so this kind of came out of nowhere. They didn't you you'd think they'd put this one in as a Super Bowl ad, but um, they were doing they were they put rihanna on in they had their own agenda instead um so, so yeah, so this is get... I think this is probably the best way you were gonna pull off a Tetris movie
0: um I guess, so like yeah, like <laughs> you're not gonna make a a video game movie. For Tetris, in the same way you would one for Sonic, where you set it. Well, I mean, Sonic didn't do this, and that's probably why it was good. But you're not setting a movie in the world of the game with the characters of the game. You're making a movie about the making of the game. Sort of similar to Air, but I feel like this is far more fictionalized, and it, 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 oh, I would imagine so, because it's it's basically Tinker Taylor's soldier spy with Tinker the Tetris licensing soldier with the license about, although instead of, you know, national secrets, mm. it's the licensing rights to Tetris.
1: It's, it's, it's really good. Um, great. Like it's kind of got the same kind of, uh, comedy drama kind of thing as like Argo.
0: It feels a little in some ways. It, it reminds me a little of weird. The Al story with how like out there it seems
2: realistic but you could say the same like
0: based on a true story bit for weird because it's based on someone's life very loosely yeah (laughs) uh as you could for this
1: yeah um so it's yeah it's the story of acquiring the the rights to um the tetris like the guy, I don't know who the main character is or who the main guy is. Um, he like he sees it one day in in like a Russian like fair or something. He's like, I have we have to get this over here. It's the perfect mm. game, and he's like, then he's like in the fucking lab, the government lab, and they're like, only ten people have ever seen this before. We're calling it the Game Boy. And he's like, it needs Tetris on it.
0: How- Package of, <laughs> of Tetris.
1: But how are we going to get the license? Smash cut to fucking Red Square. And he's like, <laughs> he's coming in. And there's like, they're spying on him. And they're like, your every move is being watched. They have your wife and kids. <laughs> they want.
0: They broke into your apartment.
1: You have to get Tetris out. And they're like doing a fucking car chase in the streets of Moscow. As he's like trying to smuggle Tetris out of the country. <laughs> this sounds like something we would come up with.
0: It really does sound like a Saturn <laughs> Studs bit. When we spell it out like this, it really feels like something we would have improvised.
2: Uh, let's 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 put Taron Egerton on a on a on a financial heist. <laughs> yeah. It's smuggling operation. It's a heist movie,
0: but and then Peter would chime in, but it's got to be something really boring, like something super mundane (laughs) that no one would ever want to make a heist movie about.
2: Licensing rights to Tetris. Genius.
1: Genius. (laughs) Yes.
0: Blumhouse.
1: My favorite part of this whole fucking trailer is like they're it's the high it's the action climax of it and they're like they're running from the from the Ruskies and they're intercutting it with like this its this could change everything the Soviet Union is collapsing (laughs) as if to imply that like Tetris was going to end the Cold War I
0: mean not no that's ridiculous everyone knows that Rocky Rocky 4 4, ended the Cold War.
2: If they make a reference to that coming out, Rocky Four just dropped. Oh my god! When did Rocky IV come out? <laughs> the Soviet Union is collapsing, much like a Tetris. <laughs>
0: Nineteen. See, Rocky Four was a profit. Nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> the Game Boy, I don't think, came out until it was eighty-nine in the U.S. I don't know if that was a global release, though. Game Boy release date.
1: So April chill,
0: 12th, 1890, 1989 was the game Boy package with Tetris, though. Yes. yes Tetris was, was like, the packing game for for the Game Boy, and it was a smash hit.
1: It was fucking huge. Like, that, I mean, people, I don't think there are they're probably a good almost a majority. I, I would bet of people who just didn't ever buy another game for the fucking yeah. Game Boy because Tetris was it just did it all. A
0: lot of businessmen. Actually, and it was it's kind of funny, the, the guy who invented the Game Boy got the idea because he was on a, a train in Japan and he saw a businessman just, like, kind of playing with his calculator to pass the time. And he's like, there might be a market for portable video games. Yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I lost a lot of hours in college to a little game on Facebook called Tetris Blitz. Mm-hmm. And I was good.
1: Like every time Tetris comes out, well, most times, there's there's been some bad Tetrises.
2: I but, was ranked nationally, my dudes. I, I mean somewhere I was I was placed. But,
0: I'm pretty you know, damn good at Tetris myself.
2: I was I was a I was a Tetris fiend. I would be up late at night battling noobs at Tetris and being like you Remember
1: when on. they released Tetris Effect, which was just OG Tetris but with good graphics, and <laughs> yeah. people went fucking bananas on, again over on it. Sony,
2: yeah, uh, was that the PlayStation one? Yeah,
1: and then they were they said, "What if we did Tetris but battle royale?" And then it fucking sold gangbusters again. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> it's it's absolutely absurd how how powerful uh, that game is. So yeah, no, it could end. It has the power to end the Cold War. I mean, I do believe that. And not to be a shill, but like, if anything's gonna get me to fucking actually get Apple TV into my house, I guess this is it. Not Ted Lasso yeah, wasn't good. gonna do it, but maybe this, this will. This might
2: have to. This might force us to to make my father in law have to reset his password because we forgot it.
0: Guys, the don't don't worry favorite. about it. When it's released, it will appear on my Plex server.
1: There's a little next button, <laughs> and it's the Tetris move.
0: You won't have to ask anything it, about it how it, comes it got down there. The top of the screen, and it'll be perfectly legitimate. I promise. Did
2: it, it fall off the back of a truck? It will
0: have fallen off the back of a truck. Yeah. it could be hot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're gonna to want to turn this one around quick. <laughs> don't don't sit on the product. You know what I mean.
1: So yeah, that's, right. that's the uh, Tetris
0: movie. And that's and that's tra- trailers. Yep, that's trailers. An hour Fuck hour me and five into it. We're going to I... we're gonna speed through the rest of the show here and just go right into follow up. Uh, domestic weekend six the february 10th through 12th 2023 magic mike's last dance leads the box office and and mind you i said leads the box office opening with, with... an 8.3 million dollar gross in just Is... 1500 theaters
1: I guess good for that movie. I don't know how well that stacks up against the other two.
0: I would imagine that's a good bit uh, below. I also should switch the view on on the thing. Um, Yeah, Magic Mike's Last Dance has made $22 million. Worldwide so far, Um, hot on its heels moving back in the second is Avatar The Way of Water down 36.3% from the last week. Uh, seven point two million dollars in uh, three thousand theaters. It has crossed the two point two billion dollar mark. So, um, it's it's on its way to good things, but I don't think it's gonna gonna jump up a spot on the all time gross list. Yeah. Um, and a movie that's just a couple spots behind it on the all time gross list. It's twenty fifth anniversary, uh, re release made six point seven million dollars in its opening week. And since this is this is a classic film, I guess, if you can call something that was made in nineteen ninety seven classic, um <laughs> you figured the opportunity to, to review it or, or to spotlight it would not come around again and since it was not a since this podcast did not exist in 1997 on account of me being 3 years old um <laughs> let's go ahead and let's and, do and it now. spotlight it now shall we and
1: this is yeah we'll go for it real reviews and not only real reviewer traits vintage like down the ancestral line reviewer traits
0: so i sometimes Read the uh, submission date on my reviews. Uh, I'm going to do it for this all the time on this, but uh, pay close attention to some of these, these dates. Boyo 2. He's only the second person to be Boyo on IMDb. And that's because this 10 out of 10 review was submitted July 30th, 1998. Oh, yes. I was still three years old. Not quite four.
1: (laughs) IMDb, so it's been around that long.
0: One for the ages. This movie rewrote film history in every way. No one cares what anyone thinks about this movie because it transcends criticism. Every flaw in the movie is easily overcome by the many amazing things the movie has going for it. It is an extremely beautiful movie, and I doubt many of us will see anything like it again. I've seen it more times than I care to count, and I still become transfixed every time with a feeling which is hard to describe. One for the ages. 538 out of 822 found that helpful.
2: Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So I'll do an old one uh, next, but um, I had a really long one that I'm going to skip. Because on time uh instead we'll do a we'll do a new one we'll do a fresh one from january 17th <laughs> of our of our lord and savior 2023 one out of ten titanic ruined my life oh, oh. um this is for by sveka so s wake Here I was, thinking I could turn on a simple movie these days, hoping that it could provide some hours of entertainment and even some thought-provoking conversations in my life. However, with this, quote, movie, which is a glorified, quote, chick flick, all I found in my house, my castle, was degeneracy and sadness obviously when I learned this I did not blame my son who I found watching the car scene I blame this sad excuse for a moving picture now some of you may say who cares if there is some mature scenes and I must say if you believe that then you are truly lost and you must have drank the From Kool-Aid. my point
0: of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
2: On to my next point. This actor they chose to be the man is
0: <laughs> Who is this actor they chose to be the man? Leonardo chose- DiCaprio never heard of him.
2: <laughs> the man How many Oscars no, no, no. did he Just- win? <laughs> Just, you know, the famous actor from Titanic, the man, you know, not, not the main character, the, the, the asshole boyfriend, this actor they chose to be the man is a certified creep, which makes this movie lose four Bob points. Also. Oh no,
0: not my coveted Bob points.
2: Also. I must say that the lady was very weird and it seemed she wanted man to die. <laughs> Either way, there was room. please rate please rate yes and follow me for more Minecraft uploads. Huh? Huh Boys,
1: the passage of time. <laughs> fucking amazing.
2: I missed that last part when I, when I read it real quick. <laughs> huh minecraft uploads okay Sweka you you have my interest. <laughs> I will look for more minecraft.
0: Holy uploads. crap. all right
2: he's um, only ever rated bones by the way
0: ep- individual episodes of bones, <laughs>
2: bones. <laughs>
0: How many bob points does the average episode of bones get? <laughs>
2: The whole series, 2005,
3: 2017.
2: One out of ten.
0: Oh, he did not like Bones. <laughs>
2: bones, is there a total of five Bones shown during the show?
0: I think this man is a genius troll, and I want his autograph.
2: <laughs> I only saw, like, five Bones. Bad show. What?
0: There will be one Netflix password for the entire Trail country. Marks. You're not you don't even know what you're saying. It'd just be bones all day long. Oh.
1: All right. Um, so like we said, these we got some from back in the day. From from when they first saw the movie when it first came out. And one of these boys is Grendel twenty.
0: Oh, Grendel.
1: With their six out of ten. Mixed emotions. Submitted seventeenth December nineteen ninety eight. Well, well, of course I, of course I saw the movie on the opening weekend, and I guess I was kind of way too psyched up, cause the flick didn't really live up to my expectations. Hey, it was big, and I mean really big. Beautifully shot, great special effects, <laughs> fine actors. First time I saw Leonardo, he was actually okay, and I'm really over-the-top budget. Just too bad the story sucked big time. I mean, there was absolutely nothing new. It was just one big rewrite of films already shot a hundred times. That's kind of too bad. Well... Two out of three found that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was waiting for it there's there's about thirty ellipses after that I'm so glad the ellipses side note I'm glad the ellipses fallen out of fashion it's a it's a punctuation from an old time you need to use it sparingly old people use it so often and it's it's just the it's just the giveaway that you're that you're out of touch it's how I know people are you succumb to dementia when you start using ellipses everywhere and you use way too big ellipses <laughs>
0: my two cents I'm, I'm glad you have such strong feelings on it all right uh here's a more recent review from uh Suko armada i think is uh the name there 10 out of 10 why low score <laughs> 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 people are crazy they rate avengers wait, so wait, when high was this submitted uh july 31st 2020
1: oh okay shit i was hoping it would people been complaining about why the hate for, for
0: i that way. would have been great but no this is more recent i picked it because it's titanic it's a 7.9 out of 10 on imtp yeah. <laughs> uh, people are crazy they rate avengers so high then they rate this masterpiece low this is beyond absurd. you guys should encourage great filmmakers like this one not stupid stupid ones like the superhero franchises. for the love of God. <laughs> Six, yeah, three of three found that helpful oh. oh my God
2: <laughs> uh. okay I found one just just in time. Um, so I was actually looking for one that really dated it. And I only found one that like dated the uh, the, the review where he had talked about renting headsets on planes. Uh, Don't worry, plane, I got the
1: one the that's movie. that that'll date this all so bad. Okay. I'm good.
2: Okay, this this is an, this, this is good because this this shows you that the the IMDb reviewers have not aged, have not <laughs> They're aged. They're immortal. Simple, uh, they uh, this, okay enough. <laughs> one out of ten. Eight. 18th, 18th. of September, 1998. <laughs> Let's sink the ship right now. It's over, baby. There's nothing left. This is a bad movie. I'm not saying there's any harm in enjoying a bad movie, but some of you people have taken it too far. Epic? Greatest movie of all time? Deserving of 11 Oscars? I spit! On the ground, you people. (laughs) You have seen it five, six, seven times. Walk on. Bad script plus ridiculous acting plus egotistical chucklehead director equal piece of filth movie. (laughs) I love watching piece of filth movies as much as the next guy. But all of you people... With your Leo posters and your Titanic t-shirts and your greatest movie of all time attitudes have driven me and others with even half a bit of common sense to hate and loathe this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I no longer hold this little travesty in any higher regard than I hold, quote, Hollywood chainsaw hookers. No offense to Hollywood chainsaw hookers, people. <laughs> Fourteen out of a hundred and twenty-nine found Ooh. that helpful.
1: <laughs> oh, that was the probably the most uh, elegant, the most eloquent one out of ten. I mean, you. yeah.
0: How can you not give it up for Hollywood chainsaw hookers?
2: <laughs> I spit on the ground of all you people.
1: <laughs> I spit on you.
0: Ha. All right,
1: and to finish this off, I think... I ran number
0: one. USA (laughs) (laughs) Hawk 2.
1: Perhaps the most 90s review of all time here. Um, From Chubbs 2. Six out of ten. I never saw Chubbs (laughs) 2. It's good, but come on. Everyone went overboard. (laughs) 1st September 1999. Now, this movie made over $1 billion, and I'm happy to say that not a single one of those dollars were mine. I have seen it, but I saw it at a company preview, and I work at a video store, so free videos. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the movie, but the hype that went on over it and the outpour of praise for Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) from fans that came out of the woodwork who really didn't appreciate Leo's previous and better work, such as This Boy's Life and The Basketball Diaries. Now, they were good
3: movies.
1: (laughs) Everyone was urged to see this movie. It was almost uncool not to have seen. If someone had asked you if you had seen it and you answered no, they thought you were crazy. Well, I decided to make a stand against it. This movie was pure Hollywood, no real story. It was pretty obvious what was going to happen with the love story. I can't believe it made so much money. I mean, everyone knew the ending. It sank. (laughs) If you are to watch it, make sure you watch an original copy with surround sound. Or better yet, see it on DVD. (laughs) Now, I don't mean to sound harsh, but come on. It wasn't that good to warrant a billion dollars. Four out of seven found that helpful.
2: Go out and get yourself a DVD. Go, go get it on DVD, guys. Well, in
0: 1999, DVD was a brand new format, and it was actually rather expensive.
2: Wait till he finds out about Blu-ray. <laughs> He's gonna shit himself.
1: I know. I kind of want to see like where are they now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he, st- he stopped reviewing in 2006. Uh-huh.
2: Probably because he died. <laughs> How many do you think any of our reviewers
0: died? I'm sure at least one of them. I I'm sure statistically. Um, I mean
2: cuz most of them are new. Most of them are fresh reviewers. I mean I know we got to like It's always tough when one of our IMDb reviewers die because it's hard you got to go find them in the in the in the barn and like
3: mm-hmm.
2: you got to you got to pick over the the live ones and you don't want to keep them in there too long. Because then they'll start to stink and rot up against the fresh ones, so that's really unfortunate.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the. I closed out my other review here. Here it is. Yeah, where are you, Grendel Twenty? They nope. They only reviewed this and the Crow. What would they have to say about the Crow? Um, the Crow could uh, quite. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I don't see the um the star rating. But I think it's a tie because they said the crow could quite possibly be one of the best movies ever made. It has this gut ripping and all right. This sorry, I should put it into his voice. The crow could quite possibly be one of the great, the best movies ever made. It has this gut ripping, dark and moody atmosphere that you seldom see anywhere else. Personally, I always get a weird sensation in my stomach, not unlike butterflies, when I watch the crow. By the way, I would like to re- recommend the comic books. They're mostly very true to the crow concept not like that god-awful sequel sigh
2: is this is who what's this guy's name?
1: Grendel 20
2: Is that maybe like is sure it's not Onyx the fortuitous <laughs> I've only ever, only ever heard of one other person that um, really likes the crow I like the crow just fine. That's not true. Yes, it is. There's only one other person. I like
0: the Crow's a pretty good movie. Look, like, look,
2: look, look. Can't just lie to our viewers <laughs> like
0: that. It's, it's legitimately pretty good. It's got a, a... It made me laugh really hard with one joke that it had where he... Brendan Lee's character walks into... The Crow. Walks into the <laughs> hotel he, or something like that. He's, He's fighting the guy. He's telling a joke. He's like, so Jesus Christ walks into a hotel... And he puts some nails on the counter and says, "Can you put me up for the night?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's really funny." <laughs> uh, I can't find.
1: It. Let me see. Uh, I can't find what rating he actually gave to it. All
0: right. Oh, wow. Well, anyway, back to box office. Back to the present day. Uh 80 for Brady falls two spots and 54.3% still made 5.3 million which is way too much money for this movie. It's made 27 it's all the, almost 23 it's, it's, it's million it's, it's, dollars.
2: <laughs> That's all built off the backs of retired people and like old folks. They
0: watched them. that instead of watching the Super Bowl. They got confused <laughs> and <just> started watching. <laughs> um Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, remains in fifth, $5.5 5 million. That's brought its worldwide gross to $401 million.
2: Good on you, Puss Boots. Good
0: on indeed. Uh, knock at the Cabin drops five spots. Not a great look for oh, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> you mean the M. Night Shyamalan movie?
1: <laughs> Once people saw what ha- what was happening in it, it turned out to not be very good. <laughs>
2: I mean, even 80 for Brady dropped two spots.
0: That was That's rough. Uh, Yeah, uh, 80 for Brady out-earned a knock in the cabin in its second week and is currently playing in more theaters. What is wrong with the oh, world?
1: Holy shit, kids.
0: A man called Otto. I, I
1: kind of want to see what happened
0: with it now. <laughs> that's like Orbit all curiosity. of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. They just suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man called Otto, two point six million dollars finds itself its seventh missing, two point five million in eighth. Megan in its sixth week finds itself in ninth, down two spots, two point four million for that. And rounding up the top ten, up a spot into the top ten is Plain, bringing in one point two million dollars.
1: You're back in it, buddy. Enjoy that week. Um. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Uh, that's Thank you, Kanye. Say, is like, is there anything fun in the in the bottom rungs here? Um, but, yeah.
0: Concentration after the alleged suicide of her, or consecration, open this week, after the alleged suicide of her priest brother, Grace travels to oh, the remote yeah. Scottish the covenant for this. where he fell to his death. Uh, distrusting the church's account, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and disturbing truth about herself.
1: Yeah, it's the creepy nuns uh, yeah. movie. Um, I shout out to I Mordecai <laughs> a Holocaust survivor, born and raised in a different time, must face the realities of a modern world when confronted with an unfamiliar object, an iPhone will Mordecai be able to fit into a world that's changed so much around him? Who knows
0: who could remember
1: <laughs> who could forget? <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's the round, the, the lineup, the roundup, the up and up movies that were out this week.
0: Yep. And uh, follow up is what we call the segment. And. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> I like movies that were out this week. We're just, we're, we're going for the tautological.
0: <laughs> I mean, it- uh, it's already in my templating. We're not changing it.
2: Movies that made the money the weekend before <laughs> recording this version.
0: That is that is rather on the nose, don't you think? N-
2: nice, and, nice and smooth. Kind of rolls off the palate like a, a bowling ball. All right. Let's <laughs>
0: talk gaming news, and we'll keep it brief because I don't want to be here all night.
2: Everything is about Hogwarts Legacy. It's all schwitzing about how they mod Hogwarts Legacy and how, I don't know, J.K. Rowling's Transphobic.
1: So we already talked, and we already talked. About we the litigated about this, this last week. week. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, now now it's out to the general public, right? I think. Yeah.
0: Was it last week? Making Gangbusters.
2: Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty popular. That's that's for sure. Um Resident Evil 4 is partying like it's 2011 with a deluge of day one DLC. Uh Resident Evil 4 Remake Premium Deluxe Plus Mini Season Pass Bioterrorist Edition can be hey. had. <laughs> That's not actually what it's called.
1: But okay. I was like, I'm gonna fucking bomb.
0: No, a quick perusal and,
1: and I had tooth removed.
0: However, a quick perusal of RE4 Microsoft's store page reveals a total of thirteen different content packs, presumably available separately, in addition to being bundled in with the seventy dollar digital deluxe edition. These packs include mostly outfits and cosmetic options, but also two new weapons and the aforementioned treasure map. In the paragraph I didn't read preceding this, <laughs> um, yeah, thirteen different configs of content. That's that's when you know you're playing a Capcom game. <laughs> yep. Oh,
1: Capcom. You know, I kind of, I kind of respect Konami for just becoming a pachinko. That is company. the first
0: time anyone has ever said that in like 15 years.
1: <laughs> they they went with their honest truth and said, "Let's just do the Skinner box. Let's just let's just get money from people gambling. Like you know, we're not going to try any of this fancy stuff. It's popular, but you know, we want to do something traditional. You know, that reaches to the the core values of of our addicted audience." Yeah. Tiny balls flying everywhere making insane amounts of noise and they give you a little plaque for when you win because that's not money but you know you go to the store next door and you turn it in for actual money
0: yeah it's like how in kansas you're not allowed to sell liquor and ice in the same transaction so there's uh, just circumstantially a little cash register just outside the liquor store with ice around it for me to buy.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Powerful.
0: Um and some uplifting news. Mick Gordon is donating his fee for Atomic Heart, the upcoming Bioshock inspired adventure game, um, to humanitarian aid for the Ukraine. Um he nice. praised the game developer as an absolute delight to work with. I think they are Ukrainian or at least some of the people on the studio. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. Fish, a Russian studio, but Gordon's donation is intended to be a of either the game or its developer, which Gordon praised for its high highly for its commitment to imagination and artistic freedom. Um,
1: and, hey, Mick Gordon got paid for a soundtrack he worked on. Good job.
0: I think he got paid for, for it. It just wasn't As much as it should have been, if I recall correctly.
1: Let me, let's, let's, um, Nick Gordon, Doom, Sound, Track, Controversy, um, composer alleges unpaid work and offers of hush money let's see
3: Uh,
1: he was given tight deadlines and uh, very little direction Uh, Gordon has alleged that he was offered a six figure settlement to never speak publicly of the doom eternal soundtrack debacle (laughs) um Yes, yeah, so I guess they. I don't know they. They were trying to blame him for the failure of the soundtrack. So all, like I, drama I
0: remember. Yeah, my my first, my earliest memory of this drama is that someone on Twitter posted a comparison between a track that appears in both Doom and Doom Eternal, and he's like, "This one in Doom Eternal is very poorly mixed." I can't believe you know someone as talented as McGordon would would mix something this poorly and then mick gordon responded that tweet saying yeah but except i'm not the one who mixed it and then that kind of sparked one thing to another and then there were all sorts of allegations and i still think pending litigation um yeah but that's neither here nor there um last bit of news preview preview for a review um, I got my Steam Deck today, and uh, I've uh, been been using it for a little bit. not Not a ton, but um, my first impressions are it's it's pretty pretty nifty little device. It's wide. It's very wide. It doesn't really come across in all the pictures and media you s- see of it, but it's very wide. Um, it's about. I have a fourteen inch laptop, and it's about the same width as that um but it is very comfortable use very ergonomic i would say that the build quality um i wouldn't say it feels cheap although i don't the the back paddle buttons don't feel very premium um and the whole device i wouldn't i would stop short of saying feels premium uh it doesn't feel cheap but uh you can tell that material choice was one of the areas in which they they compromised to make the price point what it was. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll use this for the next couple weeks, and then I'll I'll probably have a, a portion of a review on the show, and then maybe a longer extended review up on the YouTube channel, which might also happen for Sonic Forces, or Sonic Frontiers, rather, which is the uh, the next game that I'm going to be reviewing, because I have a lot of thoughts on that, I could probably do, like, a 45-minute review mm-hmm. <laughs> on it, and I don't want to have that in the middle of the show. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm almost done with that game. I, I had hoped to have it for the show this week, but I just did not have time uh, during the week to to put any more hours to it. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of late light week and gaming news nothing nothing too interesting happening so with that we'll we'll pump up the jam to our feature presentation here which is the uh netflix bbc one co-produced uh kunk on earth which uh this uh diane morgan this uh philomena kunk character of hers has uh been in many a thing i was actually researching this um before we even before i even started watching it because i saw the the picture i'm like is that the girl from the it crowd it's not but (laughs) uh, um (laughs) i did find out that this uh uh kunk character has been in a a lot of different series
1: since i guess 2013 i'm looking here yeah um, yeah, cause I've heard that, I've heard that like name before in comedy context, like it, like here and there, it's just, you know, one of those characters and she's, if she's in TV and that's her character that she does all the time, then she'll just show up here, you know, here and there doing stuff.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she did that on, um, uh, death to 2020, which is another, um, Netflix produced thing that they put out, um, and she was in that apparently as well.
0: Yeah. So uh, the premise here is it's it's like a, a history of the Earth docu series um, made by this woman, Philomena Kong, who is very clueless, uh, but confidently so.
2: Yeah. It's. I think that's what wins for me. If is the confidence. Yeah.
1: I would describe it as like yeah, like a a history miniseries done by. A daily show correspondent
0: it it does have a very daily show correspondent uh feel Which to the interviews thing. yes it is a good thing and and i I will, I will get it out of the way i enjoyed this quite a bit um i i laughed a lot at um a lot of the jokes and i i felt it was very clever in a lot of the spots uh some of the people she was interviewing were better sports than others Uh, (laughs) But overall It it was a very entertaining uh, You know like two and a half hours To watch Um, And it's it's definitely worth your time Um, You'll find something to laugh at
2: Yeah a little bit of trivia Beforehand Uh, All the experts know it is a mock interview But are asked to take the questions As seriously as they can Be respectful and not make their own jokes which, for the most part, that was portrayed pretty honestly. Like, it really seemed like <laughs> so the they were funniest, answering her dumb The fight. funniest
0: line in the whole show for me is when she's talking to the guy um, who tells her that the Great Britain still has nuclear weapons. Yeah. And she's like, let's talk about something else. Do you like ABBA? And he just, in the same stern tone of voice he talked about nuclear proliferation, said I love ABBA. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite song?
2: Dancing, Dancing Queen.
0: The <laughs> I, I love ABBA sent me. <laughs> it nearly fell off my fucking oh. couch laughing.
2: They 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 do some great shit, and like they do some really good puns too. They, uh, I The think- one where um i did not expect to enjoy it this much but i laughed so much because the jokes are just so fucking clever well written well done
1: yeah one i i will spoil one joke where they're talk you know they're talking about elvis we're let's we won't spoil too many jokes off the bat um because it's all about that's all That's all is um but they're talking about elvis and I, I didn't get it at first until she until the um interviewee broke character and started corpsing. And she's like, Yeah, no, if they if people saw Elvis on Elvis's dick on TV, they'd start they'd have a stroke. And <laughs> I was like uh. Oh and I was like and when it clicked, I was like, Oh, oh. A stroke. Stroking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um the
2: the I mean yeah like they had some really clever stuff I I saw a lot of stuff on TikTok before, and I was like what is this and then like I found out it was coming to Netflix. Netflix at the end pushed of this
0: super hard. Like I had a, good evidence. I had ads on my Android TV home screens for like weeks <laughs> in advance of this. It's like coming soon. I'm like don't advertise it to me unless I can watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's a new thing on Netflix—the coming soon aspect of it, um, which I, I, I don't mind actually. But don't—I wouldn't say I'm yeah. Desperate. Like I, I want to watch it right away. Um, the the joke that got me was the when she was talking about Jesus Christ and how he was named and how I, it was ironic for him to become a carpenter because he was named after the thing you're most likely gonna say when you hit your hand <laughs> with a hammer. And I just thought that was like live, just perfect comedy yeah, perfection. That's great.
0: I mean, just well a deleted, lot of the well jokes, written. like they they move pretty quickly through them. They don't like linger on it uh, for too long, which is is good in a sense that like, um, like they don't lampshade hang. But it's it also has a slightly negative. Effective where you might be laughing Very hard at one joke But since it doesn't like Pause to give you That moment to laugh That you missed the next joke that happened to me A lot with I think you should leave Cause just, Like one offhand Comment in the sketch would like Send me dying laughing for Three minutes and I'd miss Almost the rest of the sketch <laughs>
2: Yeah, th- that happened quite a bit where, like, you had a, you, you laugh too much, and then it moves on to the next joke, and you're like, Wait, what did she say? and then you laugh yeah. again. <laughs> there, there, but a lot that of
0: does, uh, yeah. I guess, lend itself to repeated viewing, so good on yeah. you there. So,
2: there's not much, there's not much to like kind of review about it. I mean, because there's no story other than the fact that she tells the history of people, um, just from
1: it's the most
2: gecko generic
1: and- kind yeah. of history mini series.
2: Yeah. She really glosses over just like and just screams <coughs> the surface. Ask me. Yeah, that. Yeah. It's just a sneeze of history.
1: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of a joke in of itself where like she'll just like skip over China <laughs> and who also history. existed at
0: the same time. <laughs> and like when when they did the the beginning bit on Russia is like who we haven't mentioned up to this point, but was there the whole time.
2: <laughs> there was there the whole time. <laughs> the the way she talks about like countries and um, just the passage of time in a weird sense, like the way she uh, just doesn't understand that lends itself to so many jokes. Um, like the, the talking about the phonograph uh, being like, hey, do you think if we shout back, they think they'll be able to hear us? <laughs> Like yeah. really
0: not understanding
3: <laughs>
2: so do you think they'd freak out or tell like tell them like how they're doing can it
1: record future events it's like well no can it record the past mm, no it would, if it was recording well, it seems a bit limited then
0: yeah it just seems a bit limited <laughs>
1: Oh, but what was the what
2: was the thing about like oh was it the printing press? Yeah,
0: it'd been invented oh, in no, China. The Edison.
2: The, the Edison, <laughs> they had sunlight the, the, and candles. <laughs> whole... So you're telling me they already had sunlight and then candles for night, so like the light bulb really didn't do anything then. You didn't need it. <laughs> Kinda of lame at that point when you think about it though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um it was it was interesting for me that like all this this kind of thing in a weird roundabout way um is the exact argument for like there are no stupid questions <laughs> even though all she asks are absolutely stupid questions
0: yeah anyone who says that there are no such thing as stupid questions needs to spend a semester in a freshman level physics class yeah. I assure because you, like, there are stupid questions.
1: Like, very capable mm-hmm. professors could spin the shit she says into, like, interesting topic discussions, and that was, like, rattling around through my mind. I'm like, you know, that's almost, like, a good question, but yeah. <laughs> just phrased in the most <laughs> moronic way possible.
0: Yeah, there one um, of the experts, like, did a really good job of, like, taking her stupid bullshit and, like, trying to answer it in a way that, like... Mm-hmm proffered it as a coherent question to begin with
2: was it was it the philosophy i think it guy? was. Yeah, yeah it was the philosophy was like, guy he was like that's a really interesting way to spin it and yeah if you take <laughs> if you think of it like this you, you know he was we just do, great kinda,
1: too. just he was the most posh fucking
0: that was he, he reminded was me he, he reminded like, me Gone... a lot of Cormac in certain ways
1: yes, yes. Douglas Headley <laughs> it's a that was very imp- important question that you have asked here today i could i could see myself falling asleep in one of it like a you know se- several other philosophers fucking wrapped at attention of whatever bullshit he was saying and me dead asleep in that lecture hall <laughs> i could see that for sure Yeah. um it was and it, like, was also friends, like, all the, like, the different ways that especially the different kind of professors like, responded to the stupidity too. Um, cause like the, all the British ones, like, they had, they had that very dry kind of, like, condescending like, no. <laughs> well, that's not really right, is it? And then you had, like, the one American dude who, who she asked about, like, American war history. Yeah. And, you know, us being american we have to deal with we have to deal with john q public all the time <laughs> academics have to deal with an onslaught of of um idiots you know idiots on yeah people of the, the common clay of the new west you know morons on <laughs> just on a daily basis so like he had a very <laughs> he had a very proactive approach to answering those
0: questions. <laughs> yeah. He he was a guy who I felt like wasn't as good like not knowing that they were informed ahead of time that it was supposed to be silly. Uh mm-hmm. he's he kind of seemed like he wasn't being a great sport about it, but um the the dichotomy there is is still it, it works it works to the favor.
1: One of my favorite it's it's interesting cuz some of these guys are also like kind of internet figures or like popular internet figures like the dude with the big beard um with the giant white beard at the beginning um he was on he was on like a he did like a collab with Tom Scott where they played like an ancient mesopotamian game and he's like like the head of like the mesopotamian and and ancient um you know ancient culture thing at the Royal London Museum so he's a, He knows all about that shit. And like he he can he cracks jokes. Like he's he's got a fucking wit on him. Um, and you could kind of tell that in in that interview. Where he's like, oh, so you're judging like you can't really open it, can you? He's like, Well, you're judging a book by its cover, aren't you? (laughs) And then it was that and the dude who had the, the the firearms, he was he like he has his own like YouTube series where he like reviews uh fictional firearms for like how um practical they'd be as like actual weapons so he'll look at like the Halo assault oh, rifle or shit like that.
0: The Battle oh. Rifle will be the most practical weapon of all time because it's the best weapon of all time.
1: It's almost it's almost just a P90.
0: No, the Battle Rifle is more like an M16 because it's burst fire.
1: I meant like the design fact, like the form factor.
0: Well, no, it's it's a you know, it's, it it's a rifle. A, it doesn't have the P90 is a submachine gun. It's like yay, big <laughs> I guess battle I'm just rifle. A I imagine the being. fucking
1: the the grip stock and the uh, uh, sight there. But who knows? I've never. Oh, yeah. I have. Se- I seldom touched guns. A- um, I
2: found them on uh, found them on YouTube. Yeah, it yeah, is.
1: So like, there. Not only are you know worthy some of these folks like informed ahead of time. Some of them are like. They're, they're hip to the game. And those were fun ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's it's good. Like, she just kind of, like, runs right through it. There's, there's kind of a variety of types of jokes. It's not, you know. Yeah, there's uh, not really the same kind of character hitting them on every time.
0: Yeah, there's the um, she doesn't know what she's talking about. There's the she's misreading notes from the producer or, like, poorly relaying information she got from the producer um you know there's obviously the the awkward interview kind of setups um there's scene reenactments (laughs) and her just kind of not understanding those in certain (laughs) respects and there's the the one right at the end which i won't spoil but it was pretty (laughs) pretty funny
1: oh just give me the clue give me a clue
0: um, things weren't exactly as they seemed throughout the series <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah oh yeah
0: gotcha
2: I was, I was like that's a that's a good way to end yeah. it I was, I was keep you guessing now you have to go back and watch all the five episodes again to see to see if
0: she <laughs> oh, see if you can okay. spot what's going on here yeah
1: um yeah so like um a lot of i mean a lot not all of the humor is like directed entirely on her dialogue I you know um there's a couple good ones uh, in the beginning like when the one I laughed at a lot was um, the computer simulation of the pyramids <laughs> yeah, that's true. that one that one got me um okay. I will so I I'll, I'll be perfectly honest um I like this a lot. This was great writing. Um, this was very well put together. It didn't actually make me laugh a whole lot. The comedy, <gasps> I know, blasphemy. Uh, I just didn't quite hit me on my funny bone when I was watching it. Um,
0: well, that might have I, to do with the mood you were in after getting your tooth pulled yeah, out.
1: <laughs> it could be. That's why I'm not knocking any points against it, because, like, if I would you know... Like I said, this feels like the Daily Show, like the correspondent series from the Daily Show. I kind of want Philomena Kunk to be like the replacement for John Oliver on the new Daily Show crew. <laughs> that would be amazing.
0: That would be pretty cool.
3: I'm
2: I'm still waiting on on the uh, on Chelsea Handler to replace the the Daily Show host. We're a we're Sarah Silverman now, and it. It just Ugh.
0: ain't it. Yeah, that sounds brutal.
2: I I watched I watched like every Chelsea Handler clip that like I came across. I'm skipping the Sarah Silverman ones. I'm like, nah, it ain't it.
1: So are they rotating? Nah.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're rotating. I forgot I forgot who the first couple uh guests were
1: So Sarah um, so it Sarah it, Handler will be back. Chelsea. Chelsea Handler.
2: Chelsea Handler was like the third or fourth one um i know they had oh
1: shit i get yeah i guess what i'm asking is will any of the hosts return who have already i
2: i don't know if this is like a audition or if this is like um just filling time until while they search yeah 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 while they search for the new host um i i doubt this will be the audition it's a Mm. neat way if they were to treat it like an audition um or they're probably just getting like Points to get back in the buzz mm-hmm. You know I don't know
1: If there was yeah so if there was one Thing I think um, Kunk could take it to the next Kunk level um, I just I think back to like The I don't know maybe maybe it's not In her style either um, but I think About like Colbert how Colbert Interviews people when he was on the Colbert Report and how he Would like set everything up And set the quest set not just like a um, a kind of weird non sequitur question up, but he'd set up like a whole joke as a question. I like it's hard to describe, um, but he would set up something that would that uh, would be a joke in the yeah. question and try and almost to try and goad the interviewee into corpsing.
2: Yeah, like a leading like a leading joke or a leading question mm-hmm. to a joke. The punch it's line.
1: it's a very kind of it's a, a nuanced kind of uh, way to uh, do it. So I again, I'm I'm just not comedically proficient enough to describe the majesty that is Stephen Colbert in his prime.
0: Yeah, he. Uh...
1: I mean,
2: in in essence, this is like the, some of the like perfect chance to like critique like comedy writing because it's like a subject that you don't have to like come up with. So nobody had to like go out and think about the history and think about a story that is how to like portray it in a comical way. And I think that's where kind of the genius shows is how they go throughout history and pick apart moments in time that maybe like kind of lackluster, like finding a religion or like Constantine, just like making the new religion of like Rome, Christianity um, or, or, or Genghis Khan taking over all the all different countries. Um, you know, and just like making that like just super comical and making it like seem like a joke, mm-hmm. uh, neat way to learn about yeah. history. I think I know <laughs>
1: what the difference was for me between the two. I think it's between like her and someone like, uh, Stephen Colbert or one of the daily show reporters is like the confidence. Cause like her character is a very like, uh, kind of mousy, um, quieter kind of, uh, interviewer. Yeah. Right. And she's like, she's kind of going to ask a question like this, you know, isn't it weird, like that they would if the uh, human ate the lion, would they get fed to it? Would they fight another animal the next day? Whereas like if Stephen Colbert would ask the historians, he's like, well, if the human we eat the lion, what kind of animal would they feed him to the next day? You know, like the delivery of that line would give it a whole different character.
0: Well, yeah, because they are well, different yeah, her, characters. Her, like Stephen Colbert yeah, describes I, I'm not s i am not
1: I guess I'm stating the obvious here. Yeah. You know, I'm not breaking it's, any it's uh, the, ground uh,
2: on this. It's a little bit of the persona. The persona where Stephen Colbert may be like more of an adult and more coming off from a mature oh. standpoint and oh. uh Philomena is uh I mean they told the people like treat her as like an ignorant child, which is kind of how she portrays certain things. Mm-hmm. Her almost like cartman like
1: <laughs> sometimes with like uh, yeah. se- like a selfishness almost which is which is funny mm. yeah. um yeah. yeah short to the point i'm sure she'll get more segments um i would l- i almost want to see like a a modern politics kind of one like Kunk cunks Brentrance into brexit or something like that
2: <laughs> I I'd like to see like a series like her tackling more in-depth.
0: Well, there's there's Kunk on topics. Shakespeare, there's Kunk on Britain, there's there's
1: Kunk on everything, I think that was even a series. I yeah. feel
0: like if you you dive deep into into the catalog here, you'll you'll find the sort of thing you're you'll, looking for.
1: You can get drunk on Kunk.
0: Yep, yeah, go go have a Kunk. Um Yep. <laughs> And uh I think that's gonna just about do it for episode three fifty-four of the Saturn says Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, SaturnStuds.com, and our YouTube channel for video versions of the podcast. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's nineteen ninety five. Peace. Bye bye.